Welcome to the On Growth Podcast from Kickoff Labs. I'm Josh Ledgard, and I'm one of the founders here at Kickoff Labs. I learn something from every single customer interview I do, and this one with Jaeger from Brain Rich Kids is no exception. Jaeger recognized the value in creating an engaged relationship with his customer community, and today you'll learn how contests play a central role in that engagement. He's run multiple contests with Kickoff Labs for his online store that sells indoor play gyms for kids. He's brought some fresh contest mechanics into play that you could leverage too. He's collected over 9,000 leads so far, with over 3,000 coming from the viral mechanism enabled by Kickoff Labs contests. What's also important, however, is that these contests have led to big sales boosts for his product, in addition to social media followers and over 16,000 contest actions taken by participants. That's a lot of engagement. If you enjoy this episode, let us know by rating and subscribing to the On Growth podcast in the podcast player of your choice. Hi, everyone. This is Josh Legar from Kickoff Labs. Uh, today, I'm talking with uh, Yegor from Brain Rich Kids, um, and he's got a really cool product, uh, and they've been running contests on Kickoff Labs that have been successful. And so we wanted to talk to him and kind of pick his brain in terms of uh, how he's been running the contests, uh, what's been working really well for them to grow, uh, to grow their email list. Uh, but before we dive into the contest, uh, Yegor, can you tell us a little about, uh, about your product? Uh, sure. So uh, we introduced, uh, five years ago we started uh, and I introduced kind of a new product in a new category. So we make indoor play gyms for kids. Uh, it's a little mess over here. It's our kind of a prototype model. But uh, so this is what we make, this indoor play gyms for kids that they can play literally inside of their homes uh, during uh, bad weather, COVIDs and, uh, and whatnot. Uh, and um, let me get back on this. So uh, that's what we make. We make products for kids um, so they can play at home uh, during all the rainy seasons and whatnot. And uh, we don't have kids ourselves. So it's my wife and I that run this business. It's an e-commerce business. So we went the route of uh, looking at the data, understanding customers, building communities without being the uh, kind of uh, um, consumer ourselves. I did grow up with these things when I was a kid. So I do have a very intimate understanding of what it is. But nonetheless, uh, it's a new market for me. It's a new demographic. And uh, it's uh, 30 years later when I'm reintroducing this product to the U.S. market. So uh, 30 years ago when I had it in in Ukraine. So that's a short, brief story. And I'm trying to make it a little bit relevant to to your listeners. So so yes, we did run the kickoff uh, labs uh, contests. uh, Before we get into the contest, can I just ask you something you said uh, struck me. So uh, when I've talked to other people who've done products for children, they've had children themselves. So can I ask what motivated you and your and your wife to say, you know what, we're going to is you had been working. We talked beforehand. You had been working at Microsoft uh, in finance, correct? Um, All right. So, yeah, I did. And so what motivated you to say, we're going to do this, we're going to do a product for kids. So uh, I worked at Microsoft, indeed. I I was making six figures and I had a very comfortable and cushy job. Uh, I did have a niece, so I don't have kids myself, but my sister, she had her first niece and now she's about to, uh, to produce a third one. Uh, So two girls and one guy, one little guy is going to come out sometime in September in just a few months. So um, I wanted to start a business, wanted to leave a corporate world, uh, did finance and I was supporting sales and marketing teams and, you know, managed a $12 billion business and it was all exciting. However, I always wanted to start my own thing. 
So mm-hmm. I figured like, well, if I'm, if I'm that smart, why don't I start my own thing? I was giving advice to all the entrepreneurs, went to all the startup weekends and mentored, uh, you know, startups and, and things mm-hmm. like that, giving advice left and right. But then at some point uh, I figured like, wait, I mean, why not me? Uh, so I left six figure job. I had 25 different ideas what to do wanted to do a software. So that's why the name BrainRich came. It was supposed to be BrainRich software, but uh, I ended up doing BrainRich Kids product for kids. Uh, so I don't have kids, but I did want to get one of these uh, thanks to my niece. I grew up with these uh, play gyms and uh, it, it, they greatly helped me with you know balance coordination, physical development mm-hmm. and whatnot. And I wanted to share the same thing. Couldn't find it here in the States. Um, then eventually I did find it was too expensive, reached out to them and I said, Hey, uh, I'm about to leave my Microsoft job. Do you guys want me to do drop shipping? And I said, what is drop shipping? We don't understand. It's too complicated. No, we don't want. And then I ended up just reaching out to a manufacturer, created my own brand. And I started, um, there is not a board of uh, marketing education in my resume, but I did become a professor of marketing at the local Bellevue college eventually. Um, because I learned and I try to practice. So I learned and practice. So uh, mm-hmm. I kind of made this answer not very concise, but uh, yeah, I don't have kids, but my, my sister does and I love my nieces. So that I started for them essentially. Very cool. So you've got a, let's skip. So you've got a product, uh, you've got a great idea. Um, you're got the, and it's for like indoor play gym for kids um, and you're starting to sell it. Um, tell me how you came about, uh, came across Kickoff Labs. What, what was, what were you trying to accomplish? So I started this business very, very scrappy. I sold my first units before I even had the website. Didn't even know how to take a credit card payment. So I literally used Facebook groups and I reached out to people and they were like, who are you? You don't even have kids. How can we trust you type of stuff? So I went like really, really long and scrappy uh, way to do it. Then I spent a year on product development. I had to polish things and things of that nature. Then I spent $300 in total marketing budget on uh, all kinds of ads, Facebook and Instagram ads. And that was picking up by slowly. And then eventually I've learned that my particular audience is hanging out in Facebook groups and Instagram, Pinterest, and things of that nature. So my particular audience, right? I always tell people, hey, you know, you have to be like a, you know, doctor. You know, if you're, uh, you you have to examine the, the the patient first, and then figure out what exactly you know is wrong with the patient, or aka how to sell the product to the patient. So if I say, hey, do Instagram because it's good for you, but your audience is you know, military, government personnel, it's not for you, maybe. You know, so mm-hmm. in my particular audience, when I've learned where they hang out, and I've seen that at that time, in order for me to, uh, re- you know, uh, go with the top the top numbers, so I needed to increase traffic, followers, and all, and then so I could convert them down to the funnel and essentially close them mm-hmm. in sales. So I needed to create that place, and essentially I started my Instagram account from zero, no kids, no content, no ability to take a phone and snap a content, literally. Uh, I mean, I kind of did, you know, with my nieces, but. And then I've learned, look, uh, I, I just observe and I see, well, how did this person on Instagram would created so many people? How many? But before uh, we dive into the contest, uh, Igor, can you tell us a little bit about, uh, about, about your about product? About the bad ways, about the computer, you know, the, the bots and the software, uh, Jarvi or something like that. I even tried it. 
at the at the beginning, and uh, and it was a horrible, horrible idea when you just follow, like, and do all all kinds of stuff. That mm-hmm. uh, so, my five years in business. So that was about four years ago when I, I I was exploring how do people do it. There's there must be something behind it, and the only honest way I found to do it, honest and therefore, as I've learned, the, the more honest you do it the better the result is. You can do a million followers, but they will never convert if you bought them or if yeah. you did something weird. So I've learned that doing some kind of giveaways, doing some kind of contest, doing some kind of engagement is the way to do it. And then I just Google and I found you guys. So that's, uh, you guys do a good job on uh, Google uh, SEO. And I just found you like that. And uh, it was very easy to set up, very easy to kind of do it. And I believe we even had a call with you guys. I'm not sure. I don't remember anymore. But uh, it seemed like, uh, you know, the opportunity matched, you know, your, your tool matched what we were trying to do. And mm-hmm. that's how we started. Yeah. So can you tell me about, uh, can you tell me about the, uh, the first contest uh, you ran in Kickoff Labs? So the first one was uh, trial and error. Uh, we set it up. So we have, um, by the way, uh, inf- useful information for, for the listeners to know uh, is that we sell a fairly high ticket item. Uh, so these gyms, the average order value ranges from 1000 to $1,200. So it's not the item that you see on Instagram. There's $30, $50, and you buy right away. Most of our mm-hmm. audience are women. Uh, they're moms uh, that spend some time sometime in the morning and the evening, whatnot, when they have a break, they go on Instagram, they see it, they get excited, but they don't necessarily buy it right away because it is a thousand dollar item. So uh, when we were thinking about the giveaway, uh, what we can give away, we're one product company, so we don't have, you know, like a small, medium, large, uh, very cheap, a little bit more expensive than that. Mm -hmm. We we do a little bit, but even the cheapest product starts at $500. So for us, uh, and again, my $300, that was my monthly budget on ads at that time. So giving away stuff uh, also means that we actually spend a lot of money and put in a lot of eggs in the same basket at that time. And again, you know, it's a small, small business when you start and everything with $300. I think I used to spend a hundred dollars and I was getting 18,000 views or impressions or whatever, you know, on Facebook. So uh, I thought, well, why would I do a giveaway or a contest when I can just put this money on Facebook and get 18,000 people to see my ad. So there was a yep. very philosophical decision to do it. So in retrospect, you know, after we already did it, I realized, well, first of all, uh, it was easy to set up. We just, uh, you know, picked an item, we did the campaign and we just blasted to, forgot how many followers we had on Instagram at that time, maybe like 3,000, no more than that. It was uh, very small. Uh, maybe uh, maybe I'm wrong uh, in this uh, particular time frame, but we did not have a huge base. We did not. But uh, we, uh, we wanted to make sure that we get the initial traction. We wanted to make sure that we, we get, and we were blasting it everywhere. So we set up, just, if you just set up the campaign, nobody knows about it, it's, it's kind of useless. Yep. So uh, we, we did run ads. We, uh, we messaged people literally you know, like, hey, by the way, you asked us the question a month ago and they said it was expensive for you. Why don't you enter the giveaway? So we did a little bit of a manual stuff. Then, uh, you know, like that tipping point, that the flywheel effect, people started sharing. And this is when it started taking off. So when people, uh, when you build that initial group of people that are super excited about your campaign, 
they spread it and then it becomes viral. So, yeah. I mean, we didn't get viral in the sense, we didn't get millions of impressions, but it did go viral in the sense that uh, in the first campaign we did, if I'm not mistaken, we got about 6,000 emails as a result, which is a lot considering to, first of all, to what we invested, what we paid, you know, and it could have been way better, but again, first campaign, never, never did it before, yep. uh, barely any following uh, and things of that nature. So it may sound like a lot, may sound like not a lot, but that's, that's how we did it. Yeah. No, and just to like, um, if you don't mind me sharing um, some of what I'm looking at, some of the data from the first campaign, um, and, it, and it's very typical of Kickoff Labs. I mean, so I'm, I'm happy to see whenever I look at these numbers, I'm like, yes, this is exactly what we're going for. Yeah. Um, you know, I can see you had uh, you had over, you know, of the, of the few thousand leads you got in the first campaign, uh, well over a thousand of them came from um, came from the sharing. Um, and it, in fact, ends up being uh, around uh, a little bit over 30% of the leads were coming from the sharing. And you got not only the leads, but you got um, several thousand views from the sharing as well. So even people that didn't show up or didn't sign up, they were sharing it and other people were coming in, like you need people were coming in and viewing it. And so getting at least an impression of your product, which is probably a win. Um, yeah. What was some, um, I, I, I can't see you did have around or a few hundred people came from ads, which is, uh, which is pretty successful. Um, do you know how, do you remember how much money you spent on, on ads um, for this barely, campaign? Barely anything, 10 bucks a day, barely anything. And the campaign was, uh, I forgot what it was, five days or so. So barely anything uh, because uh, we just didn't know. We were running ads, you know, we were running retargeting ads and other ads regardless, because here's the thing. Not only we did the giveaway campaign, right? We had the whole uh, marketing machine kind of attached to it, meaning that people subscribe and somebody shares and say, what is Brain Rich Kids? And then they go on the website and they check it out. So from that point on, we don't want to lose them, even if they didn't give us emails. So we still have retargeting campaign. We yep. still potentially close someone on that, uh, you know, even from those. So we were still, and on the website, we also have a pop-up say like, hey, sign up for, you know, for our best deals or whatnot. So we were still yep. trying to get it. If not this way, then this way. If not this way, then maybe that way. So yep. we were trying to do multiple things. And we were learning. We were also looking at the comments that people are leaving on social. So people share, we go on Facebook and we see, oh, you've been mentioned. And then we were seeing like, what, what are people commenting? And they were saying, well, I mean, there's no, no chance that I'm gonna win. I'm like, oh, interesting comment. I, I, I took a note of that. Another time they were like, uh, what is this? Why are you sharing? And then they would go on the website and check it out. That's fine, there's nothing I can do with it. But that little comment that made me think because, you know, when you have an item, a Super Bowl lottery or this, some people never believe that they will win anything. So we started thinking, okay, well, we only have one item to do. Then maybe we should do something different for next time. Maybe we should do instead of just one big giveaway, maybe you can do one big grand prize and then the uh, second, third, fifth place. Maybe we can do, uh, you know, if there's a leader in the board that shared 5,000 shares and you're just starting and you're getting one point as a, as, a, as a reward for sharing just one time and somebody already did 5,000, there's no way you can win. So that's what people were thinking. So we try to um, take a note of that and try to incorporate in our next campaign. So yeah. I, I want to drill in. Uh, I, I think that's a great learning, and I do want to get into that more in the second campaign. Uh, going back to the first campaign for, for a moment, um, a lot of the leads were coming from social, and you mentioned that people were uh, were talking about you on social. 
were you going into the groups and promoting the contest or were you um, just advertising targeting to the Facebook groups? So, so we, uh, uh, you know, in the modern day and, you know, uh, you have to build a community uh, regardless, okay. even if you start with the product, I don't believe in Amazon. Those are not businesses. Those are like quick buck turnaround type of stuff. So you, if you want to build a business, you do need to, to build a community of fans. So we started building our own Facebook group. At that time, it was rather small. Right now, we have about 15,000 people in that community. Not all of them are buyers, but they're, it's, a, it's a great place to nurture, right? especially when you sell an expensive product. So uh, we, started, we did post in our own group. However, there are other groups uh, for parents, and we did take advantage of them as well. Sometimes if you join a Facebook group for whoever that is, parents or what, doesn't matter, uh, almost nobody likes when you try to sell to them. Yep. However, when there's a contest, we join, for example, you know, group for parents and we say like, hey, I know, you know, this group was discussing this item, whatever, and you guys thought it was expensive. If they, if you're trying to go expensive route, right? If the objection is, oh, it's expensive, then you make a comment. Hey, uh, I know, we know it's expensive, but if you want to have a chance to win, and by the way, your chances of winning are like uh, 27 millions better than winning the Powerball, for instance. So we try to like, mm -hmm. you know, do like a little incentive and say like, hey, it's actually possible for you to win. And we did take advantage of groups, not a lot. We're talking about literally five or 10 groups, literally, yep. not, not, not more. And actually only two of them were were, driven, were our, um, what do you call it, money makers, so to speak, yep. uh, in general. And again, those posts, they live forever in those groups. The contest mm -hmm. ended, but the post uh, still, you know, is still there. So that's why we did it for multiple reasons, you know. And it I want to ask about the retargeting because you mentioned use the use of retargeting. Can you uh, were you using retargeting to target people that didn't enter the contest but visited the contest site? And were you trying to get them to enter the contest, or were you just adding them to a general like retargeting list for your product to get them to come back and potentially buy your product, or both? Yeah. So a simple concept. Uh, I don't know if if this is too to rudimentary and all, but uh, uh, I have a business, I have a cost uh, of, you know, I have sales and I have cost of sales and I have marketing yep. cost of the inventory and I have marketing expense. When I spend a dollar in marketing, I can get returned in multiple ways, right? So I'm trying to maximize it. What I mean by that, I know that I pay per visitor of the website, no matter where they come in, certain amount of uh, cents. I pay per click, certain amount of cents. I pay for yep. this, for that. So when I'm giving away a very expensive item, I want to maximize that. So what can I get? If people don't buy, I'm thinking like I'm meditating, what can I get? Okay, if I get a click to the website, I can learn, I can teach Facebook Pixel. Facebook Pixel will pick up, you know, better audience, will find better lookalike audience. Okay, that's great for me too. So you see, like I was trying to see beyond uh, just the giveaway campaign, I was trying to see what I can do, how much I'm willing to pay for the email. Is it really important for me to share on TikTok or Instagram? Uh, what's more important for me, to follow me on Instagram or email? So all of that, I have values yep. assigned. So back to retargeting and ad campaigns. So uh, uh, we're still playing with it. It's not, it's not, my system is not a perfect system, but essentially yep. I'm looking at the behavior. So if, if, it, if it is more convenient for people that never heard of me, just land on the, on the contest page and get all the information from there, then be it. 
if I see the behavior that people go click here and then they go on our website and they search, okay, I will try to place all those buckets where I can collect them. You know, the email pop up here, you know, like, a, you know, sign up here. So I was trying, and again, not a perfect system, but the idea, the idea was, if I'm already spending all this money, people share, and first of all, I don't want it to be confusing and I want it to be super valuable. So when when Sarah is sharing with Jane and Jane never heard mm -hmm. of the company before, she clicks on a link or she goes, I wanted to get her excited. The person who never heard of a company and I didn't want it to look like a spam, you know, follow me, follow me, like, or vote for me in a contest. I, I wanted to avoid that mm -hmm. kind of behavior, in other words. So that's why, I don't know if I mentioned this or not, but one of the uh, key things that uh, we kind of, uh, we didn't invent it most likely, but uh, the idea came to us and most likely other people did it. But we figured, why don't we incentivize friends? So for instance, you're my friend, right? So you share, you share this with me and let's say I won. Wouldn't that make you feel upset? You're like, oh, dude, I told you about this campaign. You end up winning and I end up now winning. Yep. So we, we actually had this uh, little message. So, okay, if your friend wins, you actually win exactly the same prize. So think about psychology of what it does. Yeah, yeah. No, that's, that's, that's you're, the, you're one of the first people I've heard to, to say that. So that's a great idea. So you, in the second contest, and I'll, I'm just paraphrasing what you, what you said here um, so the audience gets it too, is you said there's basically going to be, there's basically going to be two, two winners. Is that if your friend wins that you referred, um, then if you refer them, we're also going to let you be a winner, and exactly. you're going to give them the same prize. Exactly. So you share with ten friends, you just mm -hmm. increase your own chances tenfold, essentially. So that's why. And then the next, I mean, it's like a building the pyramid scheme, but uh, for good, right? Because we're trying yep. to reward people. Uh, so from uh, so that's the idea. From the technological standpoint, it's a little bit difficult to do it. So we have to run a little bit of a trust-based system because whoever wins is like, oh, I refer him, I refer him. So we have to like you know check uh, from the technology standpoint. But uh, we, we we did fine. You know we were able to validate the who referred and all that stuff. So we were able to do it just fine. But yeah, the idea is not to make it look like spam. So you know you probably any of us once in a lifetime got hit by you know a fitness friend who runs some contest that needs your mm -hmm. vote or somebody's kids that run a contest and uh, it's just like just click on this picture and vote for this don't look at anything yeah. else <laughs> just vote for me <laughs> so i mean i i still do it as a friend but nonetheless i'm not interested versus here you know first of all uh, that that we and again the idea is not to get anyone or or 10,000, 10, 50, 100,000 emails. We want qualified emails, right? Yeah. So we are also thinking about that as well. So when you share with friend and everything, so we were trying to design again not a perfect system, but we were trying to find you know maximize usefulness, right? Maximize the quality of our list and yeah. leads to generate as well. So. Yeah, because with these contests, sometimes, unfortunately, or giveaways or whatnot, sometimes you do get a lot of volume, and that could not it could be not exactly the best quality. You know, like friends of friends and teenagers. Our audience is not a teenager, but we can get emails of you know daughters and sons of our customers and whatnot. So uh, we try not to do that, but again, there are still some challenges.
And so I, I love that mechanic. And I think that that plays in great with the Kickoff Labs um, core concept of getting people to refer friends and being engaged in the competition. Um, and one of the other things you did was you took advantage of the actions within Kickoff Labs to get people to earn more entries. So besides referring friends, which would get them three entries additional, um, you had some actions to get them to visit uh, and share on Facebook, to share on Messenger, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, YouTube, um, et cetera. Yeah. Um, and so can you tell me, did you measure um, a, a, a good, uh, a decent, did you get results in the terms of like the audience growth in the other channels besides email from doing the competitions as well? Uh, we did because one of the requirements was, so in the early days we relied heavily on Facebook and Instagram uh, plus the ads, right? So our main objective was, hey, let's grow Instagram following because our Instagram is our portfolio. This is where people can go and see what we sell because they don't know what these things are. So that was like literally our catalog. Instagram was our catalog. So our initial idea was like, hey, let's bring everybody to Instagram. They scroll, they look at it, and then they buy. Nowadays, we do it differently. Now we know that it's an expensive item. We're like, let's collect email, let's share as much value as possible, and then we will close them and sell. So during the giveaway campaign, yes, we did know it because it was one of the requirements. Join our Facebook group, uh, join our Instagram, uh, follow, like, and, and uh, all of these things. So follow the post, share the post, and that was there. Obviously, we did get um, the boost, uh, boost in uh, following. Um, uh, and also what we did uh, was kind of, uh, we worked, we kept reminding people like, hey, three days left, two days left. And when we would throw in some fun facts, uh, we would say like, hey, thousand people entered, your, your chances one out of a thousand. Sounds like uh, not, a, not a high chance, but chances of winning Powerball is one out of 27 million. You know, <laughs> I mean, we literally took, you know, those stats and we said like, uh, it, you know, it takes you a second to enter I mean, why not? Because it's a value of one, you know, like Geico yep. says, 15 minutes can save you uh, whatever dollars or more. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Same thing, like uh, one email can get you a thousand bucks or whatnot. And then also the idea was we didn't execute really well, but uh, it is expensive for us to do these giveaways because it's a thousand dollar item. But in the future, yep. what we will be doing, we'll be giving away other people's items. And I've seen it working successfully. I'm, I'm pretty sure you probably even had people on podcasts doing that. Join forces and yep. join. Them. So that's another thing that we will be definitely doing because we did realize and saw that we could have done it cheaper, more effectively and things like that. Yeah. Um, Cross-pollinating yeah. audiences is a is a huge best practice in the contest. So you're getting you get the advantage of like you each get to share an audience, you each get to like expose each other's customers, and so if you've got complementary products, um, it can work really well. So yeah, and also so I told you right, refer a friend, uh, become a winner. But we also noticed that if you do have one big item, sometimes uh, it kind of discourages people. How do we know? We literally read comments, right? So we're trying to gather that, that the qualitative data from yep. uh, seeing the group activity and all that. We're trying to pick up the segment. So for our particular case, we saw that that was a, that, that was, that was a thing. So uh, we also did, uh, I think we had about 10 prizes and the smallest one was just $25. So we did also throw in store credits because store credit, you know, you have a, uh, this is how much you sell the item for, but you have a margin. So when yeah. you give this much store credit, it actually costs you this much, right? Yeah. So, but we did that. So it's cheaper way for us to, to add more value. 
And uh, we were saying like, hey, we just hit whatever, this many participants, we're gonna throw in an extra item. So I don't remember if you actually did it or not, but that was an idea as well. So we were trying to kind of keep incentivizing yep. people to share. Yeah. So uh, this brings up two questions. So my first question is that leads me to, so during the campaign, while each of these contests are running, um, you were emailing people that were participants in the contest and presumably your larger email list as well. How frequently were you emailing people? And um, it sounds like your example message was kind of reminding people like you can win. It's still it's only one of a thousand. Like it's great odds. Keeping you know sharing yeah. and telling your friends. So how often and what were the types of messages you were sending? So we ran. Uh, so don't quote me on that because uh, it's it's uh, I might be a little wrong here, but we did run everyone through a welcome series, mm -hmm. uh, welcome series emails, because we assume that some of these people never heard of us. Maybe somebody clicked accidentally, you know, because a friend shared and asked for a favor and things like that. But we still wanted to educate because for example, uh, you may not have a kid and you just entered your email, but what if I educate you still and say like, hey, by the way, these are cool things. And uh, we didn't say if it's not for you, then you know, share this email. But we kind of wanted to, hey, since we got your email, we're gonna make an attempt to educate you anyways. So we did run welcome uh, email series. And because these were contests, I mean, yeah, we did play a little bit, you know, with those like, uh, not exactly clickbait uh, email titles, but something like, you know, like, oh no, did you see what happened with the contest? I mean, this is not the exact email title, but there was something yeah. similar. And people that, uh, while people are waiting for the result, they, we had extremely high open rates, uh, email, extremely high open rates because they wanted to know if somebody won or not. And um, and we would uh, throw a curveball. Uh, we actually did, uh, oh, at the end of the campaign, uh, uh, let, me, let me do this step by step. So we did send a text message as well. I don't remember if it was through Kickoff Labs or if we did it through another um, platform that we did at that time because we always like switching the platforms and try. Well, we did send a text message as well, um, and we did get last-minute signups. But we did have that excitement curve, the same thing. Uh, you know, like people get excited. Mm -hmm. as you mentioned. Yeah, right. They, they, they learn about it. They get excited. And then there's still, you know, like a drop-down in activity. And then people just sit and wait. They're like, okay, I already shared with everybody I could. You know, one or two extra little efforts is not going to make a difference. So we saw that behavior too. Uh, so text message, emails, and uh, stories and posts on Instagram, we were trying to blast it from all corners. Yeah. Cool. And so, um, you know, we've talked a lot about the audience growth on the social channels. We've talked about the audience growth in emails. Um, and I guess the one question people always have for me, and because and, and, they can be skeptical, is like, okay, so let's pretend I, I do get these thousands of email addresses. Do these people end up buying the product? So, do you have success of people that signed up and then bought the product, or that you retargeted to after the contest that bought your product? Because, I mean, that's ultimately what you're after, right? You're not after building right. an email list; you're after selling the product. The email list is just part of that nurturing step. So, our concept, and it's uh, it's not common, I, I must say, in this day and age. We never do discounts. We just never do discounts. We never run promos, no matter if it's. Uh, you know, God Mother's Day or or even Christmas, we never run promos uh, because we say, listen, these things are already expensive. We build high quality product. 
and it costs us a lot of money to make it. If we overcharge, you know, for, you know, like to allow us to do the discounts, it's going to be even more expensive and it's not going to be fair for somebody who pays a fair the price. It's our case. I only know a few companies that I can mention that, that run the same stuff. Usually now, you know, especially if you're on Amazon, whatever, it's like you cannot even sell if you don't offer a discount. And I call it like level zero marketing. You know, you get a marketing job, you don't know what to do. You just throw a discount and you sell, you know. But yeah. to, your, to your point, what we did, uh, instead of discount, uh, we like to call it earned discounts. So because people enter the campaign, uh, at the end of the campaign, we emailed everyone. So like, hey, I know you didn't win, but here's an incentive. And we would bundle. So we would add an add-on. To it so we'll say like hey we'll, we'll throw in a, a, a swing for you and it's like a, a, almost 30 dollars value we're just gonna give it to you for free because you participated store credits the same thing so we would do store credits for participation so store credit and discount are very different because the store credit and and everywhere we did we had a time uh, the uh time sensitive uh the the, the uh scarcity uh, thing so we said like for the next uh uh, and and we, we we always play with this messages. So it's say within a week you can use this store credit or within this or whatever. So we we try to incentivize it that way, but we never kind of discount the products. So like hey, there's this discount code, and uh, just just do that. So of course uh, the campaign is over, but your efforts are not over. Uh, so precisely because you might have gotten a whole lot of emails that are not qualified. That may not be even your customers. So we did want to run you know, welcome series and we're actually about to do a yet another one email cleanup uh, effort because yes, you do want quality lists and, yep. uh, and we, we, we look at the sales. Actually, we did get tremendous amount of sales during the contest because people believe that, okay, and, and it was actually, I think we even sent an email that if you win and you already bought it, we'll refund you. Uh, but some people didn't want to wait. They, they learned about these things, and we still get increased boost in sales, email list growth, and the, and the post uh, purchase uh, impact. We also had that. Absolutely. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. Um, so what uh, you told me uh, beforehand, or maybe during the interview, you guys are think in the process of planning your next competition. So what have you learned from these two that you're going to try implementing in the next competition you run? So, um, just like I mentioned, right, uh, refer a friend, and uh, this is an, uh, literally an absolute thing, thing for us to do. Um, we will try to do more than one, um, uh, so it, it will probably not be 10 uh, items that we'll give away. So, what we did, we did like one of these, two of these, and then three of the cheaper items, that type of stuff. But um, the campaign starts, should start, actually, before you launch the campaign. So that's our uh, new kind of uh, new new approach. We are going to hint people that, hey, something is about to happen because that excitement curve, we need to boost it and do, yep. you know, do, do a little bit of a boost uh, on these things. So Kickoff Labs is a tool and uh, just like any tool and technology is not exactly perfect, right? So people, some people know how to, you know, tweak it and trick it and do all of these things. So we've learned that it's a great it's great to have those top performers. So we will reserve a prize based on the amount of activities we had. But we will not put all uh, you know the, the best prize in that. Why? Uh, so we actually did a drawing uh, oh by the way at the end of the campaign 
we did Instagram live and Facebook live when we were like literally hitting the bottom random look it's random so we were showing people that it was completely unfair because sometimes people have disbelief uh, that you know oh you might be giving it to your friend and now, nowadays it, 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 a lot of campaigns look staged so uh, there will be live presentation of the results for sure those top performers whatever they are we'll see by the numbers we will bucket them together and we will do a drawing only amongst them. Assuming that maybe there's some bots, maybe there's some cheaters, whatever, but yeah. we will give them benefit of a doubt. And we, because it will be 10 top performers, so the chances will be one out of 10 instead of one out of you know the whole bucket uh, thing. So we'll do special gift for them. And we will do, uh, and we will also try to look for a hero. Uh, uh, that's another thing. Um, it's manual, but you look at the comments, you look at all the impressions that you make, and you find this one little thing. I'm a single mom of three, and I never win, and you know, I don't believe in this thing. We will find her, and we will give her something, and uh, she will be so happy. And she could have 200 followers, you know, so she could be something very small, but we want to make a hero out of someone who is really small, who doesn't have a chance, an underdog, in other words. And we will mm -hmm. try boosted underdog story as well because the next campaign so when you finish this campaign you always have yep. another right so next campaign people will be oh that lady she was an underdog and then i gotta call her underdog yeah but she wanted it so this time i will participate because i can you know we will try to make people believe that they will have more more and more chances so i believe those were my top uh, top suggestions and um, maybe there were some smaller. So and again, success of our campaigns also because we don't do it on a daily basis. We do it only once in a while. So if you have campaigns yeah. every week, you may have different strategies because the saturation, the, the tiredness, the, the people get used to it. So we do it so rare that when we actually do it, people jump on it as well. Tremendous amount of value. Again, very, very important. Um, being open, being uh, crystal, you know, clear and everything is very important. I believe, you know, having that um, transparency and uh, yeah, and try to think beyond what you spent on just kickoff labs on the item. Just try to think beyond. Try to think, yeah. you know, the email list, the followers, and the long-term thing. So that's my last uh, couple of uh, couple of um, uh, words of advice. Yeah. No, that's that's great. Um... Because I mean, that's exactly what uh, what we'd like people to. It's <laughs> exactly that you've gotten the message hidden in what we what we do, which is exactly what we want people to take away. Is that like it's not just even the specific campaign; it's the results you can get all around the campaign. You know, the extra views on your site, even if no one buys, the fact that people are learning about you and and you might not even hear about it from the campaign. They might have learned about you and they might have told their friend in person, like, "Hey, check this thing out. This is interesting, right?" Um, yeah. And they they tell someone, and you don't. There's, there's never any way you'll ever be able to measure that that kind of thing. But these follow-on benefits that you're getting are benefiting your business long-term. And by the way, you guys did uh, give us a couple, uh, couple tips uh, inadvertently, right? When I was setting up the campaign, I looked at it. Oh, share on, on Twitter and like. Uh, I mean, I'm just saying basic stuff, right? But yeah. sometimes because you have a list of possible activities, I'm like, huh, maybe we should focus on that too. Uh, and then and then when it comes to a list of 25, okay, too many things. Maybe let's cut this. But you gave a list of, let's say, essentially marketing techniques of what could be done. And you can just literally pick and choose. And sometimes it actually makes you think, oh, yeah, maybe we should focus on sharing versus like or, or this versus that. Yes. And that aspect, the tool was really helpful.
Cool. I'm, I'm happy yeah. to hear that. Um, well, this has been, this has been uh, educational for me. I know it's been educational for the audience. I love uh, some of the fresh takes you've had on running contests from having people uh, where the friend wins too and thinking about bucketizing because uh, that's something we, we tell people with bucketizing, like, what are you doing for the high-end people? And then what are you doing for, as you call them, the underdogs? And like, you have to have a pull for both of those audiences. So I think uh, you've uh, gotten a really great, uh, some really great concepts in how you create that pull for both sides of your audience, your influencers and your non-influencers that are still important customers. Mm-hmm. Um, and I look forward to seeing uh, seeing the results from uh, from your next contest and maybe uh, in a while we'll we'll have you back and say like here our next contest was 10 times as successful as these these were even and uh, and these and this is how we did it um because i know people will be learning from this interview so thank you very much for your time absolutely so next time we'll be launching a new product so we're also attaching a little bit of a you know announcement <laughs> to it so it will be even more exciting <laughs> thank very you so much thank you for having us and uh yeah thank you good luck to everyone thanks bye <laughs> Bye-bye.